Oh, we're glad you could make it. Welcome to the Radar Cop Podcast. Now you can ride along with us on another episode. The mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. Romans 8.6. And to hear more on that, all you have to do is go to RaiderCopNation.com on the section that says test everything. And there you can hear 15 minutes or less on this one verse to uplift your spiritual warfare. Today we do so many upgrades. Upgrade the car. Upgrade your body with going to the gym and working out. Upgrade your meals. Make sure your meals are more healthy. We upgrade everything. But sometimes we forget to upgrade our spiritual growth. Transmitting on top of the mountainous region of Florida at 108 feet, I am Alpha Mike and your host on Radar Cop Podcast. Today's episode 150, the topic, the G-Shock. And you won't be disappointed by the greatness, durability, and shockproof, swimming-proof, waterproof of this wonderful watch. Adopted by law enforcement, since the 80s, and we are all proud to wear them, whether active, retired, we still do. A little bit on our introduction today, we're going to talk of, of course, as, as you see in the media, the police are under attack again, more than ever, ever physically and politically the defund the police nonsense. Now the crazy left wants you to believe that defund really doesn't mean defund. You know, it's just, you know, just allocating money to somewhere else. But, you know, it's not really... They are nuts. So as we start playing 2 and 2 is 16 and people start to believe it, you'll have less cops, you'll have more retirements, you'll have higher crime... And you'll have the OK Corral coming at you soon. How do you contact us? As we told you, RaiderCopNation.com. There you can go and uh, deal, uh, talk to us or become part of us on the website or our social networking. As a reminder, November 8th, we start to slow down or actively remove all social media with the exception of Pilar. We're going to keep that up and running. Everything else is subject to change and we'll let you know way before then. And uh, we will be uh, you know, posting a little here and there and you, you'll know way ahead of time. It, it, 
social media is a joke. You know, look at Twitter. Just had a major security breach. Embarrassed the hell out of the former president and everybody else. It's just a freaking joke. They slow you down. They troll you. It's a joke. You're not talking. To, sometimes you're not talking to anybody. You know, it's you know, you're tweeting out to the world, thinking, "Yeah, look, I'm gonna tell the world this." Nobody, you're on the wrong team, pal. Nobody's talking to you. Sad, but it's true, and it's happening in America, starting with our fake news and off into our phony social media as well. Now, today, as you know, more than ever. The violence is up. The lawlessness is out of control. People are just committing crimes. We have done bail reduction. We have just arrested people on paper and set them free so they can go out and cause more havoc. It has been the perfect game plan for some of these commies to commit all these cities as chaotic towns we to ensure that crime would go up they released hundreds of thousands of prisoners because of the coronavirus remember that the coronavirus yeah they're going they're going to get hurt they can't stay there they got to get released and now they're killing people but you uh, don't have any proof of that no 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 no, there's kids from the orphanage are committing the crime. Goofs. So more than ever, we need protection. You need protection. If you are a car a carrying member, a gun carrying member, concealed, like I am in Florida. Florida is one of the was the first state in the union to to come up with concealed carry. You're going to need more protection than just your gun, your ammo, your fancy grip, and your nice holster. You're also going to need an organization powerful enough to back you up with 350,000 members, strong enough to provide you good legal protection, and rich enough to bank this whole operation. Your end of the deal is a measly $22 a month, or $49 a month for the premium package. It's pennies on the dollar. God forbid you have to go for that weapon to protect yourself or your loved ones and you put your finger on that trigger. Regardless of the outcome, you can rest assured that our wacky left friends will come at you with every lawyer they can find. And you're going to need that extra protection in the USS, the USCCA, sorry, the USCCA. And um, if you want to become a member, you can. It's as easy as dialing Raider, the word R-A-I-D-E-R, by texting 87222, 87222, the word Raider. There, they'll link you into uh, our affiliate site, and with the USCCA, you become a member. We got a little bit on the on, on there. We're making that disclaimer, and it helps us to do more content and more equipment. So, thinking about joining, all you got to do is text eight seven two 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 
the word Raider, and they you're on. Also, on the bottom of this link, you'll see an advertisement for the USCCA. Click on that, and it does the same. We really appreciate that help. We help each other. All right. Let's come up with, uh, I'm going to give you a real quick rundown for the month of uh, August, our rundown. We have, uh, right after this one, episode 151, Bernie. No, not not that one. The Leo. Interesting show. And uh, we're going to talk about one of the best commissioners that the New York City Police Department and the New York City Corrections Department ever had. And uh, it's going to reward you. Uh, episode 152, The Chin. We're back to the Wise Guys series. Moving along with the Genovese crime family. We just recently did Benny Squint. And now we're going on to the successor of Benny Squint. And that was The Chin. And we're going to talk in a little bit about him. And episode 153, The Glock. Just like we're covering today, the G-Shock, the Glock has been adopted by law enforcement since the 80s, and agencies love the Glock. We're going to talk about that. And uh, lastly, 154, August 26, is going to be Omni bus crime control and safety safe streets act of 1968 we're going to talk about how that little act in 1968 impacted the world of organized crime so let's not waste any time and let's get into the main event Taking the world by a storm in the month of April of the year 1983, about 37 years ago, this little watch called the G-Shock conquered the entire police world. But before we get there, there were some trials and tribulations that just didn't happen in 83. And... 83 and a half, all the cops were wearing him. Wasn't that easy. Took a little while. We also know that the G-Shock comes from the corporation Casio, which is an electronics company, Japanese electronics company that was founded in 1946. It was 74 years ago. And in 1981, Casio engineer Kakuyu accidentally dropped a pocket watch that was presented to him as a present by his dad and it it broke and he was taken back by it and I guess uh, 
he wanted to build a watch that could withstand the simple fault. Now, I'm a victim of that. And if you've been following the podcast, you'll know that I'm the proud owner of an Apple watch that has a unique screen to it that looks like a spider web. That's right. As soon as I brought it within the hour, it was raining, it was stormy. I shouldn't have gone out, but I did. And I brought the watch at T-Mobile. And once I brought it, instead of wearing it, I put it in my pocket. And when I was coming into the house, I, I went to go get something out of my pocket and the watch dropped out and fell right on my tile, face first. And now I have a unique screen called the Spider-Man screen. As a result, I know how it feels. And he went on to start to uh, create this wonderful watch. They, um, They came up with a bunch of prototypes up to uh, up to 200 prototypes that's a lot and and they weren't passing all the tests so like everything the Japanese do they do it in perfection over and over and over and over again 200 prototypes before they got the product that they were kind of happy with and uh, during they uh, during this time one of the engineers went to a playground and he had discovered a rubber ball he had seen in the playground. And he started to wonder that the, the rubber ball, as it bounces, the impact is on the outside, but not on the inner part of that ball. Well, that was enough to start a whole new prototype. And it started taking shape. The shock resistance would have 10 layers on the watch, 10 layers of protection. On top of that, they came in contact with these engineers that were creating the G-Shock, came in contact with urethane rubber or polyurethane. And that, during the time, was widely used in escalators, elevators, shopping carts. And they knew it was durable, that it could withstand pretty good impact. And it was durable. It would just not just fade away. It could resist bad weather. And it was the beginning of the G-Shock taking form. The inside of the After the 10 layers of protection, they had decided to come up with a stainless steel case. And most importantly, because they wanted to seal the watch so you could swim with it. And you can go underwater with it as well. And so it had to be stainless steel. So when we talk in terms of resistance, it wasn't only dropping, but water resistance and climbing resistance. If you're up on a mountain, if you're jumping out of an airplane, whatever it is, this watch had to have 
some durability. And then there was a time they finally went to launch the watch. And April now, April of 83 is fast approaching. The prototypes that didn't work out have been put to rest. They've got their 10 layers, their stainless steel inner clocking mechanism. They feel confident about what they've produced and sales don't go very well. And as a result, they don't go very well because people are still used to dress watches. What is this funny little rubber watch? Do I want to wear a rubber watch? I don't like this rubber watch. I want my dress watch. So it didn't go very well with the suit. So it was kind of frowned upon. But nevertheless, they kept at it because they knew that people that were working, you know, mechanics and garbage guys and construction people, cops, firefighters, Maybe some of them were looking for a durable watch, so the mission continued. Then there was a news article that came out. You see, a lot of people, they had a commercial back in the 80s where they demonstrated the durability of this watch. And one of the news outlets said, I don't believe this. So they started plugging in on their news site that they were going to buy the watch and they were going to do the durability tests that were on the commercials. They'd prove that this is phony. And they went out and they did it on the DW5000C. That's the first uh, prototype that was adopted by everybody. I mean, that watch was the watch every law enforcement officer first had you know when they first came out they didn't have a thousand models they had one and uh, they might have had another one that was a little quirky or something like that but that this one that I'm talking about the, the DW5 5000C that was it that was the bomb that thing lasted probably four or five years before you even saw another model and um, but remember sales are down People really are not gravitating to this uh, new type of watch. They want their dress watch. They, they don't want this watch. It looks funny. It looks like a rubber tire on your, on your wrist. Now, after this news article came out, they did the drill test, you know, everything that was on the commercial. And to their surprise, it passed. And it passed with flying colors. In fact, the article themselves, the, the newspaper, they were amazed how durable it was. Well, sales started going through the roof. And that brought the first official law enforcement watch to the market. Now, when I say, of course, official, departments weren't buying them, but officers were. I mean, you first brought it, you know, you... You got heckled by everybody else in the squad. What's up with the little kid watch? Or what's up with the plastic watch? But once you had a couple of tumbles here and there, people would watch and say, hmm, that thing doesn't scratch? No, 
Don't you crack? Can't you crack the, the crown? No. What? Can you swim with it? Swim with it? Underwater? Get out of here. And it started catching on. It was part of police culture that there were crazy things we could do with this watch. Of course, in today's technology, it looks silly, but you could actually look at the watch and then have to figure out how to tell time, like some kids have to do today. You can actually put it in military time because, yeah, I was, you know, at the supermarket stacking peas, and then I wanted to become a cop, and I passed the academy, and they gave me the uniform, and here I am. But uh, they got these crazy times. Eight o'clock is twenty hundred. I didn't know that, and I still don't know it too well. But I can look at my G-Shock watch now, and it says twenty. And I can sit down late and try to figure what twenty is. So it also had stopwatches, crazy concepts like that. You could time yourself. <laughs> watch, click. And you'd hit the little button, and you'd say, wow, look at that, five minutes, ten minutes, or whatever you were trying to do. It also had a nightlight. You'd hit the button, you could actually see what time it was. Wow. This thing back in the late, well, mid to late 80s was mind-boggling to a lot of people. Once you brought a G-Shock and of course you did your silly little test too you dropped it you threw it on the ground da, 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 da. You started getting more sillier and sillier I'll be right back where are you going I'm going up to the roof and you know you started doing more and more stupid stuff and you said freaking little watches it, it won't die you started to become a believer it was so bad cops all around the nation would have a discolored wrist. You see, they never took it off. They showered with it. They cut the grass with it. They worked with it. They played with it. They did everything with it. They never took it off. And when the times they had to, their wrist would be discolored. The rest of the armor would be a little darker because of the sun, but not that area, because the G-Shock went there. And people started to love their watch. There was nothing like it. You felt special. You felt like it was a utility belt on your wrist. And you started getting more and more comfortable with it. People would look at you and say, wow, G-Shock, huh? You were important all of a sudden. But of course, more and more people started buying them, so you were less important because everybody started to have them. The G-Shock was revolutionary in police work. As soon as an incident went down and you had a call from dispatch or Whatever it was, you would glance at that G-Shock and that time would be as big as a house. And you jotted down. 
and immediately what told you what time it was for your report. Where before, eh, you might have, let's say, estimated what time it was. The G-Shock became revolutionary in its own little special way. There was haters, of course there were. There was a dress wash community that refused to wear that. I refused to wear that rubber watch. But they slowly started coming around. Then it happened. Out of nowhere. Nobody expected it. Nobody knew that this would happen. But the wristband would break. And it felt like half your arm just disappeared. And you wander around trying to fix it. It was like a little pin and what do I do? Where do I go? There was always one guy that had the information. We go, go to the mall. They got spare parts over there. You get one for your watch, you can put it in. And then you would try it and the little pin would go flying. Sometimes it'd take you hours to do it. But you finally got it done. Then you had a struggle. In the middle of the struggle, guess what happened? You, your watch would pop off again. So then you started going back to the mall, but this time you're looking for a watch repair guy. Easy enough. You paid $5. You moved on. And it was like you had your super shield on all over again. You could tackle crime with the G-Shock. But as the years went by and the seasons went by, eventually, you would look at that G-Shock and you said, what's wrong with with the time? It's like coming in and out. And then it happened. The battery died. This This was monumental. Nobody expected the battery to die. This thing was indestructible. I've had it for five years. And once it died, just like the wristband breaking, you would wander around malls trying to figure out how to fix it. And although there were people that said, I know how to fix it, I could put the battery in a brand new one too. It's never the same. It'd break the seal. All of a sudden, sometimes it would get water in it. I don't want that. But what made the the G-Shock last so long, not so much as durability or effectiveness or reliability, but the cost, it was cheap. And today's standards, it continues to be cheap. Oh, you can buy the, the big the big price ones, you know, five, six hundred dollars. But for what? Because the one that costs thirty is just as good. This little watch revolutionized law enforcement like no other utility that they've ever used. Some have come and gone. The Billy Club, the Nightstick, the PR24. They're all gone. They're all outdated already. But the G-Shock is still there, quietly, 
clicking away, doing its job. You tell it what to do, and it does it. You can even set it now on your smartwatch in today's G-Shocks. It was a piece of equipment that law enforcement trusted, and they still do. And believe it or not, there have been times that law enforcement officials have actually gone to work and left behind their trusted G-Shock and said, I'm going to wear this watch. I brought this watch. This is a nice watch. I got it for Christmas. But slowly, you'd watch, you look at their wrist. A couple days would go by. And there it was. Old Faithful was back on the wrist. Because no law enforcement officer could ever, ever go, ever, again, a career without a G-Shock. Today we swear by it. We look at it. Oh, there are other watches, but none like this one. This one is mine. And it's personal to me. I recently brought one of the originals. You know, they sell them now. And uh, it did appear to me it looked smaller. And uh, I looked uh, into the actual size of what they're selling now compared to what it was. And it's exactly the same. So why does it look so small? Well, there was nothing else to measure this with. This was it. This was the watch that everybody wanted. It was the DW5000C. That watch was the first one. When I started, I wore this watch, the DW5000C, for five years till the battery ran out. About five years into it, they started to change. All of a sudden, other models came out. And as the years went by, they started becoming more and more. And they weren't that expensive. Then they even had the ones that were solar, you didn't need batteries for. Then all of a sudden, the advertisement was that the battery would last 10 years. Without a doubt, everybody believed it was a gift from heaven. Today, they do much more things. They're bigger. And I have an array of them, and I love them. I, even though I told you about my iWatch, I don't love that as much. I cost me a bundle and it broke within an hour but my G-Shock indestructible never understood why Apple company that has trillions of dollars never partnered with Casio to create the cover mind boggling isn't it then you'd have an Apple product that would last a gazillion years but you can't have everything. Today, there's no way in the world, and I do see cops every once in a while with an Apple Watch on, 
They have these real big protective things on them. But it's not a G-Shock. That's a funny little watch that tells you you got a text. Or it plays music for you. But it's not a G-Shock. G-Shock is special. Officers rely on G-Shocks during their tours of duty. Today, I can honestly say that we have been blessed and we will continue to be blessed by the G-Shock because newer generations continue to look at the older generations when they come on board and say, hmm, I've always wanted one of those. Maybe I should get one. And the tradition will continue. And that is our song of the week, Crying in the Chapel by the Orioles. Remember, we, we love those old doo-wop songs. And this is from 1953. Up next, episode 151, Bernie. No, wait, wait, wait. Not that one. The Leo. And we will discuss how he, the Leo, made some revolutionary moves in law enforcement, both in the police and correctional worlds. And not too many people have done both, been successful at it, and have have really done a revolution to that industry like he did when he was there. And, and uh, we are going to be talking about that. As always, as I like to say, hate no one, love everybody, know that our time here is short, that the decisions that we make today will undoubtedly make our future either a heavily experience or hell on wheels when it's all over. Your decision, make sure it's a wise one. As always, it is my honor and pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, your community, the law enforcement agency that serves you, and most importantly, continue to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike. And I'm out. Through the night with a light from above, from the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans, white with
1322. 